Well, good evening, everyone. So good to be with you this evening. Thank you for joining with us for day 19 of our 21 days of fasting and prayer. What a delight it is to be able just to spend some time in the word of the Lord and then also to pray and to seek God. I'm glad you joined us. Glad you're uh, signing on with us this evening on one of our social media platforms. Thank you for those of you that have come here in our uh, uh, house here in person. Thank you for coming and joining. We're delighted that you're here. There's uh, a lot happening on Friday night, and uh, you could be doing a lot of other things, but thank you for taking this hour and spending it with us and spending it in the presence of the Lord. We're, we're just humbled and thankful to God for what he has been doing throughout this 21 days. It's hard to believe that we're, we only have two days left. Uh, our final day is, of course, this coming Sunday, and what a great Sunday it's going to be. We're going to be introducing uh, our uh, Celebrate Recovery program that is going to be launched in February. February the 15th is when Celebrate Recovery will begin. And I'm so excited about this uh, because there's such a great need to minister to the hurts, the habits, and the hang-ups that people are dealing with and seeing how that Christ can free them from those things. So I'm excited about it. If you want to know more about Celebrate Recovery, you can go to jubileeworshipcenter.com. There you can find information about the Celebrate Recovery program. Uh, again, it's February the 15th will be our launch date, and we're looking so forward to that and believing God is going to use that as an instrument to touch the lives of people in our community and the surrounding area. So Thank the Lord for people that are working. God's been doing so many wonderful things. Um, we, uh, yesterday, I appreciate Marlene, uh, our prayer leader, for leading the time of prayer. What a powerful word that she shared uh, from the book of Ezekiel. And just to listen and to hear how the Lord raises up people and how that God is calling intercessors and he's calling us to minister to the lives of people. Today, in our evening time here, we're going to be talking about faith for salvation. And I believe that it is God's intention and His plan that no one perish, but that everyone come to repentance. And He made a way for that to happen. And it's through His Son, Jesus Christ, and the time for that is now. The Bible says today is the day of salvation, and I am, I am convinced of that. If you have your Bibles and you want to open them with me, you can go to 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, and we can read it together. It says, the Lord is not slow or slack to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but with patience toward you, not wishing that anyone should perish, but that all should reach repentance, or all come to repentance. You know, uh, I want you to also go to the book of Isaiah 59, and it's interesting what it says. It says, so truth fails, and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. Then the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no justice. He saw that there was no man, 
and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation for them, and his own righteousness, it sustained him. You know, more than teaching, more than preaching, more than healing or caring, Jesus came to pray, to intercede for the people. The most important thing that Jesus taught his disciples was to pray. In our culture, prayer is a means to acquire stuff. Yet prayer, petitioning God, is one of the most wonderful privileges that we as believers have. But we have to understand, to petition God, even though it's a great thing, it is, that's not the heart of prayer. Stay with me on this one, because I want you to hear what I'm saying. That's not what it's all about. Uh, who wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of prayer? We all appreciate when people pray for us. We have prayer needs we pray for every time we gather together. And who wouldn't want that? We all desire that. One thing that you'll notice, though, about Jesus, he seeks to move us away from that position to set us strategically in the middle as intercessors. This is what we're called to, to intercede. This is the position that Jesus reclaimed. This is the place that was lost during the fall. This is the place where we often are besieged by people with needs. Yet, as we pray, God meets their needs. The middle is the place of the greatest blessing. The middle is the place where God wants us to be. More than the end, where it's received, it's in the middle. It's where we stand, as the Bible says, in the gap. I want you to think about that. God calls intercessors to stand in the gap. Luke, when he wrote in Luke 11, 1, he says, Now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So here you have this idea that, that Jesus is, is, is uh, seen actively praying, and his disciples take very clear note of this fact. This is what Jesus is always praying. Um, when, you, when you read about all the works he does, it's always after he has spent time in prayer with the Father. And the disciples are captivated by this. You know, I, I can only imagine what it must have been like to hear Jesus pray, to hear him pray. And, and the Hebrew writer in, in Hebrews 5, 7 states that, that Jesus prayed with vehement cries and tears. All right? So he, he it was not... The quiet, you know, a lot of times you know, people just come in real quiet about praying and stuff like that. That's not the way Jesus prayed. The writer said Jesus, it was vehement. It was, 
it was with with a lot of emotion a lot of passion when he prayed and and this is this is how the lord would pray and the lord taught the disciples and we've we've talked about this this model of prayer this this pattern of prayer this is how you pray uh, uh, principles that you should pray and we we talked about that earlier in our week and and there's an observation that that it is that uh how that god wants us to come before him and to seek him and, and as intercessors you know he he taught us you know to pray for our daily bread to to pray for forgiveness to pray for deliverance all those things are there and and it's important for us to pray these things but it's important that to remember that prayer in these things is a transformational thing there's something happens pray is not just an exercise see a lot of people do this like that and even like you know what we call the lord's prayer we find it in luke and in matthew and all the gospels we find this prayer this was not jesus wasn't saying okay pray this prayer what he said was pray this way and so he set out this model of prayer and 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 the reason for that is if when you go through this when we pray these things prayer transforms prayer changes things things happen when you pray so we have to say prayer is transformational god's forgiveness is seen as we are transformed into forgiving people see so in order for forgiveness to become a reality for people they have to see people who have been transformed by the forgiveness of god if we're not living transformed lives the world just looks at us like well you're no different than i am so god's forgiveness the way god does what he does in prayer there is this transformation that has to take place we as intercessors as people of god people who pray we're in the middle of all of that not just recipients of prayer but as we acquire blessings we pass them on to others whom we pray for so we must be persistent in intercession this is something we we can't give in or give up on others uh when we pray we 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 can't just say well we're going to pray now and that's it we're going to go on or when we pray nothing seems to change so we don't continue to pray for them no intercessors we pray and we don't give up on praying for others prayer will harness their hearts and the spirit of god will draw them into the kingdom prayer is evangelism the highest calling of prayer is communion with god but the noblest use of your prayer the greatest use of your prayer is when you intercede intercession intercession is not representing others before god intercession is advocating for god in behalf of others okay 
So what intercessors are really doing is you are advocating. You are standing in the middle. You are in the gap, if you will, interceding in behalf of those in whom we are praying for. This, this is an, such an important thing for us to remember as intercessors. This is something we have to keep, always keep in mind, and this is why we can't, we can't stop praying. We cannot not pray. We've got to pray. We have to pray. We're, we're, we understand the weight of prayer so much so that we're standing literally in the middle, in the gap, praying in behalf of those who are in need. And it doesn't matter whether we see it happening or not. You know, this is what, this is what the, the, our, our text in, 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 in uh, uh, Peter was saying. He said, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. God, when he promised something, he's going to fulfill it. And this actually was talking about the coming of the Lord. The Lord's not slack concerning the fact that he said, I'm going to come again. I'm not slack about that. That promise is sure. Just as sure as you woke up this morning, the promise of God is true. It is going to happen. He's going to come again. He's, it doesn't matter what it looks like in the world. <clears throat> it doesn't matter what the world is doing. Doesn't ma- none of that matters. What matters is the fact that we, the people of God, believe the promise of God. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise of his coming. That's why he said that he doesn't want anyone to perish. He doesn't want want our loved ones dying and going to hell. He doesn't want our loved ones outside the kingdom. He, he, He said, it is not my desire that anyone perish. That's not my desire. My desire is that everyone comes to repentance. Why? Because I made a promise, he said. The promise is I'm going to come again. And I'm going to come for those who have received me, those who are mine, those who are a part of the body. I'm coming after them. I'm going to come. That is not, nothing in this world is going to change that reality. It's going to happen. And because of that reason, as intercessors, we have to understand the imperative that has been placed upon us as men and women of God who intercede in behalf of others, the reason we intercede is because we're standing in the gap pleading with God for the case of those who are without God. Doug Small said it like this, one of our, 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 one of our great prayer leaders, and I, I love Doug Small so much. He said this, we must move from asking God to take care of the things that are breaking our hearts to praying about the things that are breaking his heart. See? We, let, me, let, me, let me say that again. We have to move, he said, from asking God to take care of the things that are breaking our hearts to praying about the things that are breaking his heart. Have you ever thought about giving the gift of prayer to someone? You know, it's amazing how open people are when you ask them, can I pray for you? Prayer should never be kept to ourselves. Intercession is is a gift. That's what it is. I remember when we were going around the city and and we were praying around the city, and I remember store owners coming up, what are you doing? Because we're standing right outside. Do you remember that, Frank? 
uh, we were standing outside in front of the stores, and we were praying, and the, home, the, the store owner would come out, what are you doing? And we would, oh, we just wanted to come and pray a blessing over your business. And, it, and we asked them, would you like to join us? And they, yeah. It's amazing what happens when you give the gift of intercession. When, you, when you're willing to pray for people. Now, granted, now I know there's some people out there, they don't want you to pray for them. They're, but just because they don't want you to pray for them doesn't mean we can't intercede in their behalf. In fact, all the more so that we ought to pray. You know, uh, this, is, this is such an important thing. Uh, three, uh, uh, the, the three greatest, uh, uh, when you look at the New Testament, three greatest things that happen uh, in the New Testament. There's some interesting things that happen. There's three greats. Now, here, here's what I want you to notice. Only 9% of adults can correctly identify the Great Commission, what the Great Commission is, as the command of Christ to tell the world his story. That means 84% of, of adult people have no clue what that means. And yet Jesus stated in Mark 16, 25, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The Great Commission. That's what he said. That's found in Mark 16. The Great Command, Matthew 22. The Great Commitment, 1 Timothy chapter 2. These three greats, and the reality is that if we as the people of God, if you want to get the unsaved saved, that you have to intercede for them. This is, this is the only way it's going to happen. If we don't pray for our lost loved ones, who will? If you're not willing to stand in the gap for them, who's going to do it? Because nobody's going to pray for your family like you pray for your family. No one's going to seek God about your children like you seek God for your children. They can exasperate you. They can frustrate you. You can get mad. All, you can go. You want to pull your hair out sometimes at what our, what our kids who are unsaved will do. But the reality is this. The only hope they have is for you to go in the, and stand in the middle and intercede. If you want unsaved people saved, you have to intercede for them. That's what Paul was saying when he said, Pray for open doors. See, what I believe is this. I believe I may not be able to say the right word or say the right thing to my son or daughter if they're unsaved or my loved ones. My, you know, I've got family that's unsaved. I may not be the one to say it because they might look at me and say, yeah, 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 because that's me. But when I'm praying for them and saying, God, I'm believing that you're going to change them. You're going to change their attitude. You're going to change their heart. I believe that God has the ability to work around them, all right? Not only in them, but around them. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard stories of people who tell me about people that they're connected to that got saved and their life was trans. Good friends got saved, and it's that friend then all of a sudden opens the door, and, open, and they listen to their good friend. It happens. You have no idea. And as believers, we can't walk around with blinders on about what's going on around us. We, we cry out, as the psalmist said in Psalms 119, 18, open my eyes that I may see the wondrous things from your word. God, show me. Help me to see. Help me to know. Help me to be observant, to intercede 
uh, you know, for the lost, to see this. You, you have to know this. You have to know that the commission is not optional. You have to believe that it's the command of God to go, to share, to speak, to be strong for the task. We've got to pray. We have to pray for open hearts. We have to pray that God will create connection points that allow for the sharing of faith to take place. These are the things we have to do. Sometimes we're praying, God, save them, save them, save them, save them. But we're forgetting that God opened doors here. God opened doors there. Lord, send someone that way. God, show an opportunity or bring about a situation. Let things begin to happen. God, do what, you know, here's one. God, do whatever it takes. You ever pray that prayer? Oh, yeah. And then when God starts doing whatever it takes, we're like, oh, God, I don't mean that. Don't do that, God. Right? Because we're, but listen, if we want God to do it, we're going to have to pray. We're going to have to look. We're going to have to allow God, amen, to create these connection points that allow for the opportunity of faith to be shared. You know, I've had, there have been times when we've prayed for people and I've prayed for people for God to save them and it doesn't seem like anything is happening. It doesn't seem like anything's taking place. Remember, it's not God's desire. It's not God's will for people to perish. That's not what he wants. He doesn't want people to go to hell. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want them separated from him. That's not his desire. His desire is for everyone to come. So he's going he's to work everything to the good. Everything to the good. So when we pray, God, do whatever it takes, sometimes we don't understand what God is doing. We don't understand why God is doing the things that he's doing. But remember, this is his desire. I remember sitting down with my, my wife's cousin some years ago, and, and, and we sat down across, and, and she sat down with me, and tears rolling down her face. And she's talking to me, and she's telling me, and I know what's going on. I know she's been diagnosed with cancer, and the doctors have come to her and told her, look, we've done everything we can do. There's nothing else we can do. And you've got a very short time to live. And I remember her sitting down with me and talking to me, and, 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 I, and, I, and she was telling me how afraid she was. How afraid she was. Now, this was a woman, I knew her, my, uh, you know, because of uh, being married to my wife and, and things. I never knew the other side of her life. I only knew what I saw you know, from the time my wife, but I found out, at my, talking to my wife, I found out that, you know, she used to go to church, used to sing in church, she, you know, was saved, she had at one time been filled with the Holy Spirit at one time, and she walked away from all of that. And now, she's at this point in her life, literally at the end of her life. And there she is, and, 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 and the door now <clears throat> is open for me, and I'm sitting there in her living room, and I'm talking to her. And she's saying to me, I'm scared. I don't know what, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going to happen. And, and, and this is what she said. I don't know that God can forgive me. And my heart literally just broke. Because I know how much God loves her. And I looked at her and I told her, I want to tell you something. It doesn't matter where you've been, doesn't matter what you've done, doesn't matter how deep in sin you've gone, doesn't make no, none of that matters. The only thing that matters is this, God so loved you, period. 
End of story. That moment, I was able to share with her all she needed to do was come to the Lord with a humble heart and ask God to forgive her and to receive and to come back home. That was it. She was a prodigal daughter. She'd ran for years. And through all of that, yeah, people say, well, you know, the only reason why she did that is because she's going to die. Well, you know what? What better way? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, look, if this is the only thing you got left, you better take, you better take this. Because there's nothing after, if you, don't, if you don't pay attention then, you're not going to ever pay, you would never pay attention. But she listened. And I watched her, I watched her as her fear turned to faith. And that faith turned to assurance. And I was so thankful that on the day that I got to do her home going, I got to share with that entire group of people that she, as the daughter of the Lord, was welcomed home. See, I don't know, you don't know, I, there's no way for us to ever know what is going to happen. But here's the thing, as an intercessor, we're in the middle. We have to hear and we have to see. We have to pay attention. You've got to learn to know and recognize your surroundings as men and women of God. You've got to have spiritual ears to hear what's happening. You've got to be able to stand because you are literally called to stand between God and lost people. That's why you're here. And it is the greatest tool that we have, the task to complete the Great Commission. If we privatize our faith, it will do very little to touch the world around us. If you keep it to yourself, that kind of faith is restricted to the, you know, to the sphere of maybe your family or, a, or, or your own personal life. That's not what God's called us to do. Intercessors, we are to take what we have into the sphere of the world that we live in, the sphere we work in, the places where we go, and we are to live out our faith in a daily, on a daily basis and as I've said before, and I'll say it again, listen, if the, if, if the lost people and those can come out of the closet and they can declare who they are, then what is wrong with the church coming out of their prayer closet and declaring who they are? We're the people of God. We hold the keys. We're the ones that have the answers. We're the ones that can speak life over death. We're the ones that can give hope to the hopeless. We're the ones that can take fear and cause faith to rise up. Intercession is God loving through us in prayer. That's what it's all about. Love constrains. Prayer lengthens the arms of love, reaching beyond the capacity of the human reach. It goes beyond. God touches through our touching and loves through our loving and cares through our caring. And Paul said, for, for this reason we also, since the day we heard it, did not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You may walk worthy of the Lord fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all his might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks 
to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Man, you're called. We're called. Nothing, nothing will deepen your love for people than when you begin to pray for them. You can't hold grudges against people you pray for. You can't, it, 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 it's impossible. When you begin to pray, see, God sets you in a place where you stand in the gap and you do more than just commune with God. You are interceding, you are pleading the case and to win someone to Christ, you're gonna have to claim them in prayer. You're gonna have to believe. You're gonna have to begin to say, God, I believe in the name of Jesus, my son and daughter's coming home. I believe it. God, I believe that my brother is going to come to Christ. I believe he's going he's to bow his heart before you. I believe, Lord, that he's going to know. I don't know what it'll take to get there, God, but I am standing and believing that nothing will hinder him from coming to you. And I'm going to confess it. And I'm going to believe it. And I'm going to speak it forth. And I'm going to declare those things. And I'm going to intercede for him because that's exactly what God has called us to do. We are the ones. And this is the thing. We have, we have the position, and it's not an activity, folks. Understand this. It's not an activity. It's not just something we do. No. It is standing and literally taking back what the enemy has taken away from us. You know, I love what God said to Joshua when he said, everywhere the soles of your feet go, that ground will be your territory. And I really believe this, and, I, and I've said this before, and I, and I want to reiterate this, especially when we talk about lost people. We need to be strategic about this. And we need to begin to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to order our prayer life. We're going to set aside the time. We're going to begin to look. We're going to begin to seek God. We're going to begin to do it. We're going to call names out. We're going to begin to hold fast. We're going to stand in the gap. We're not going to move away from it. I don't care what we hear. I don't care what we see. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to believe. And then I'm going to go out of that prayer room. And when I go out, I'm going to declare in the name of Jesus that everyone that I've called out, everyone that I'm standing to get for is going to come into the kingdom. I'm just going to believe that. I'm going to do it. And when I go out, when I walk, listen, when you go to your unsaved family members' homes, when you walk in there, when you're standing at the threshold of their door, before you walk in, you just say, Father, I claim this territory for you. I claim it for you. He said, if you seek, if you ask, if you knock, and you keep doing it, until what? Until he answers, right? Not, not well, things are too bad now, I'm not going to pray no more. No. I'm going to do this until, until God says, this is it. This is the time. This is the moment. This is where we are. This is what we're going to do. And intercession doesn't stop. It keeps going. And we keep going. And what we do is we're going to believe that in the grand scheme of everything God has, he called me. 
He called all of you. He called you that are watching me right now. He's called us to stand in the gap. Nothing ever takes God by surprise. Nothing ever takes God by surprise. God knows exactly what's going on, and he knows who you are, and he knows where you're at. So here's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to pray. And I'm going to ask you, if you will, to get your, get your uh, prayer guide out. I want you to turn to page 57. I want you to open it up. Open up to page 57. And you're going to notice it says, praying for those who need God. Praying for those who need God. What did, what did Peter write? The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, right? God desires everyone to know him. This is what he says. He tells us in his word, right? He would leave the 90 and 9 to go find the one. Can you imagine? This is how much God cares about your lost loved ones. This is how much he cares about the people. So, Father, we come right now. We, Lord, as your people, according to your word, God, you're the one that draws people to you. You're the one that God sees them where they are. God, you said in your word in John 6, no one can come to you unless the Father draws them. So, Father, right now, you're the one that draw. You're the Holy Spirit. You sent the Holy Spirit to convict and to constrain them. We're right now standing, God, in the gap. God, I know, I know the ones we love. Think about the ones you love right now. Think about the people. Begin to call on the name. Lord, these are the ones. These are the ones, Lord, that you have called for us to stand in the gap for. These are the ones that we as the people of God have been raised up to stand here, to intercede, to stand in the middle, God advocating in behalf of the ones we care about, the people that we know that we're close to, the ones, God, that, that we know, God, their hearts may be far from you right now, but Father, we're believing that you're gonna draw them, that God, you're gonna, just, you're gonna break down the barriers. And God, we're going we're gonna, to, not just today, but Lord, this is the time where we begin to intercede and we begin to pray, God, for those. Lord, we write their names down. We, we have them on our lists. We have them in our journals. We wrote them in our Bibles. <clears throat> God, we have them before us. Lord, we, we, we think about them. Oh, well, their names, God, will just drop in our spirits. And God, we're asking, we're believing God, that you would spiritually draw them by the Holy Spirit, draw their hearts to you. Father, whatever barriers the enemy has put in their way, send the Holy Spirit to them. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, just send the Holy Ghost to them. Lord, you know how. You can, there is no distance, there is no, there is no barrier there is nothing, God, that can stand in the way of what you, Lord, said you would do. Father, for those we care about, 
for those we love, for those, God, there are children, there are sons and daughters, there are grandchildren, there are mothers and fathers and aunts and uncles, sisters and brothers. Lord God, there are people that we're close to. Lord God, just like the Philippian jailer, Lord, what must we do to be saved? Oh, oh, God, you saved not only him, but you saved his entire household. God, we're believing for household salvation. We're believing, God, sons and daughters will come. I don't know how far they have to go, God, before they recognize their need, but Lord, this is what I do know. I'm going to stand in the gap. And Lord, no matter what the enemy says, no matter what goes on, no matter what I see with my eyes, God, I believe the Holy Spirit has been sent, God, to speak to them, to God, to give them a desire to God to change their lives, God, to open their eyes, to finally get fed up with the lifestyle they've been living, fed up with going through the same old stuff, fed up, God, with being defeated, fed up, God, of feeling, Lord, that they can't make it, fed up with hopelessness, fed up, God, with despair, fed up, God, with depression, fed up, God, with the enemy constantly driving, but God, you, Lord, can speak over them right now in the name of Jesus, God, to help them to recognize their need, to help them to see it, God, open their eyes, remove the blinders from them. So, God, that they will no longer desire the things of this world, but, God, I pray, create a thirst in them. Oh, God, that when we talk to them, Lord, we, 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 don't, have to, we don't have to push the Bible on them. We don't have to push God, all the, the God stuff, as people would call it. We, Lord, as your people, wait for the opportunities. We look for the open doors. We see them and we go in. We listen to what the Holy Spirit is doing. We hear what they're saying in their conversation. We listen to how that they converse with us. And God, as we speak, we always speak the Word of God because it's in our hearts and God, when they hear the word of God, Lord, it causes their hearts to taste. And God, I pray, create a thirst. Oh, Lord, like salt, you said we're the salt of the earth. God, like salt, Lord, we sprinkle a little here and we sprinkle a little there. And, and God, they taste it. And God, it creates a thirst, Lord, for more. And they want to know, I know, God, I know, I know the enemy tries to keep them from it. I know he's trying to stop them. But God, I believe that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I believe, God, you can open their ears to hear. I believe, God, that, that the things, God, of this world, God, I know the noise, God, can get so loud that they're not even listening. But I believe, Holy Spirit, you can penetrate the noise. I believe that you can go in where the noise is and you can speak to them. And God, I believe with all my heart that you can move upon them and you can change them in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You see where in the prayer guide it says to bind the spirit that binds their minds? The truth can be right in front of some people and they still can't see it. Have you ever been around people like that? It's right there, but they don't see it. It's right in front of them, but they're not even paying attention to it. But I believe this. I believe that God right now can remove the blinders out of the way, 
can knock them out of the way and help them to see God for who he really is. Listen to what 2 Corinthians 4.4 says, and this is what we're going to pray. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So what do we do? We pray against this. So Father, right now, we come and God, we stand right now as the people of God and we pray, God, that the truth, God, will be revealed. Lord, you said things that are in secret will be revealed openly. So Father, right now, we're asking you, God, right now, that you, God, can move every obstacle out of the way, God, that hinders the truth from coming. Lord, you can cause every distraction, God, to be an opportunity for the gospel to be heard. You can cause every situation, Lord, that the enemy would try to do. Lord, you said in your word what the enemy means for evil, you turn it around and make it good. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Every evil word spoken will not come nigh our dwelling place. So, Father, right now, we ask you in the name of Jesus that, God, you will begin to just go against, God, the strong man that has been binding their lives, and, God, you who are stronger than the strong man, loose them and set them free, God, so that they will no longer be bound by the darkness that they've been in. Open their eyes. Open their eyes to see. Open their eyes, O oh God, to notice, Lord, that in the name of Jesus, God, give them clarity. Give them a clarity to see, to know, to understand, to recognize, God, that their hearts, O oh Lord, will be open again. Father, break up fallow ground in the name of Jesus. Break it. You, listen, you know somebody right now, they've, they've probably come to your mind right now, and it's like their heart is just as hard as stony ground. But God, right now, I pray break up the fallow ground. You have a way, Holy Spirit, of tenderizing the heart. You have a way of changing the atmosphere, of moving mountains out of the way in order for that one. Lord, your word says you will literally leap over the hills and skip over valleys. You will go. You will move. God, I pray, remove every hindrance out of the way. Lord, I know. I've seen it time and again, God, how people, I, we've talked to them, yes, I want to go to church. And then all of a sudden, their car breaks down. Something, I pray, God, right now, against every hindrance, that the enemy would try to use to hinder them from hearing and receiving what you have for them. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that we begin to see, Lord, we come against those spirits that would try to stop the word. We come against the spirits that the enemy would use to convince them that they don't need this. God, I pray right now, break those things down right now, that the enemy can no longer use these distractions against them. Father, that when we speak to them, we'll help them, God. We'll remove every excuse out of the way. God, we'll do everything. So help us to listen. Lord, when they say, well, I don't have nothing to wear, we can say to them, it don't matter what you wear. You come as you are. 
When they say, I, I don't have a car, so I'll come and pick you up. Well, I don't know nobody there. Well, you know me, I'll meet you at the door. We, God, will do everything we can to remove every obstacle out of the way. So God, help us. Help us as intercessors, <clears throat> as men and women who are believers, who stand in the gap for our children, for our grandchildren. Father, we know hell is a reality. We know, God, that it's a reality. We don't want to see anyone perish. So help us to see this. God, I pray it in the name of Jesus that your truth, God, will open their eyes. Your word says the truth will set them free. Father, I believe that with all my heart. I believe that, God, you can set them free. Lord, where they can know what freedom truly is all about. In the name of Jesus, I pray. I want you to just go to the next section there where it says, pray that they may have a personal relationship with God. Pray that they have a personal relationship with God. See, a lot of people think Christianity is just another religion. This is not another religion, folks. This is not, this is relationship. This is relational. Amen. And I know, I know people can, they, they have all kinds of things that they say, but we're, we're believing God's going to move every obstacle, every frustration, every angry thing. That God, they, some people have been betrayed by the church. They've had, you know, you, maybe you, you have people in your family, they don't want to go to church because they've been hurt. We're, we're going to pray against those things. That God will somehow begin to move. And, and, and people say, well, you know, they're just a bunch of hypocrites at the church. Well, they might, th there may be some out there. I'm not going to deny that. But you know what? That's not going to hinder us from believing God can bring them into a right relationship with God. So we're going to pray it right now. We're going to pray it over our children. We're going to pray it over our families. This is what Romans 8, 15. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you will live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. God wants sons and daughters. God desires sons and daughters. I'm telling you, this is the thing. We need to pray for sons and daughters. But listen, we need to birth sons and daughters too. Amen. This is the time of birthing new sons and daughters. This is the time God is going to help us to lead people into the relationship that they need to have with Jesus. You as his son and daughter birth new sons and daughters father right now i pray god that you will give people an understanding of how much you love them father i'm asking you right now that you will help them to see lord god from the life god that we live in front of them lord how much you love us oh god let us express it God, I know we have, I know there have been times when we failed. I know there's been times when we made mistakes, where we didn't do right. And yet, God, out of all of that, you always loved us back. Oh, God, let us be a people, Lord, that will not only, God, express that love, but God, let us live it out every day in such a way, God, that it will help others to see it because you love them. You love them no matter how far in sin they've gone, no matter how deep, God, 
in the pit they've been. God, I pray right now that you will, God, help them to see, help them to know, God, that they, Lord God, are your sons and your daughters, that, God, you've called them. And, God, all around us, God, loose, Lord, the spirit of adoption for them right now so that they will come into a meaningful relationship with you. God, let them see it. Let them know, Lord, how much you care about them. You died specifically for them. You loved them that they would not perish. God, even though their hearts, God, may be far from you, but like the prodigal son, God, I pray, Lord, awaken them so that their heart, God, will have a longing to come home, to come home, Lord, to come home. Oh, God, they want, they need you. They may, they may not see it right at this moment, but God, I pray, awaken them. Let them see, Lord, where they really stand and where they really are. Let them see it for what it really is. God, just like you did to the prodigal son. God, he looked and he realized, I'm in a pig pen. I'm eating pig slop. And the servants in my father's house have it better than I, if I could just go be a servant. But God, he, we're not servants. We're sons and daughters God, and you're waiting, you're looking, you're anxious, you sent your spirit, you called to them, you said to them that they could come into right relationship. You said, God, that they come, and you, Lord, will run with arms wide open. And God, I pray for us as a church, God, I pray that we will be the church that holds our arms wide open. That no matter where they come from, no matter what they look like, no matter what, God, they've been in, Lord God, if they have wallowed in the pig pen of this world, God, if they've been caught up, God, I pray, Lord, that we be just like you. We stand, Lord, with our arms wide open, and Lord God, we embrace them. We don't tell them to clean up before they come. We don't tell them they got to look a certain way when they walk through the door. We don't tell them they got to act a certain way when they're here. God, we just open our arms up to them and love them. And God, what we will do, Lord, is we will watch as you, Lord, exchange their filthy rags for a garment, Lord, that they'll put off, God, the garment of heaviness and put on a garment of praise. Oh, God, I pray that, Lord, this will be the transformation. There's nothing greater that can happen for the body of Christ than to watch, God, as new sons and daughters are born. Father, I pray, God, spiritual sons and daughters be born in this church. God, I claim them in the name of Jesus. I believe, God, from the north, the south, the east, and west. I believe, God, that you, Lord, will raise them up again. God, you'll call sons and daughters home. And God, that when they come, they will not, they'll not find snub noses. They'll not find people turning their backs on us, and we don't want nothing to know what they'll find is come on, we love you, we've been praying for you, we've been anxious for you to come home. The table's been spread. It's time to rejoice. It's time to praise God. Uh, one who was lost has been found. One who was gone has come home. 
Oh, the one we thought was dead is now we found out is alive. Lord, this is what we want. And God, just as all heaven would rejoice, God, that we as your people will be a people who can rejoice because we know, Lord, that you are about the business of changing lives, that it's your desire. God, you're not willing that anyone would perish. God, let us too, God, be a people that we don't want anyone to die. We don't want anyone to go to hell without knowing God. We don't want them to not know God, but that we desire to see them come in. Father, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus to speak over our lives concerning it. I pray it in Jesus' name. This last prayer, I'm going to ask you to do this. It says in there to pray for believers to cross their paths. See, this is what I believe, what we've been praying, praying for believers to come. We have no idea what God does, but here's what I know. I know that God will speak to people and God will take people and he'll use his people, he'll use his sons and daughters across his lost sons and daughters' paths. So Father, I'm asking you right now in the name of Jesus, according to what your word declares, you said to ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore to send out workers into the harvest field. I'm asking you, God, to raise up laborers, God, out of this church. I'm asking you, God, to raise up men and women, Lord, that will labor the fields, that they recognize that it's white and ready for harvest, that, God, that they recognize the reality that there it is. And we, Lord God, know the imperative, God, of knowing that this is the time. Everywhere, all around us, God, are lost people. We cross paths with them every single day, not just in our family, but at the local grocery store, at the department stores, God, wherever we go to the gas stations, everywhere we go, in our neighborhoods, God, they, we have been put there for that purpose. So, Father, I pray that we, Lord God, will be intent, and God, that we will see, Lord, how we can influence them and see change come to their lives. I'm asking you, God, right now to shine through our lives. Shine on us so that we can shine on them. God, that we'll be ready to give an answer for the hope that is in us and that we'll not back down. I pray it in the name of Jesus. I believe it, God. I believe that this is that time. There has been no greater opportunity than the time that we're in right now. This is that time. This is that moment. And Father, I'm standing in the gap for them right now in Jesus' name. I'm not going, we can't let, forgive us, God. <laughs> We've let many opportunities, God, go by us. There have been times, God, when we should have said it and we didn't. And God, and we've allowed the enemy, Lord, to intimidate us from that. But Lord, no more. No more. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon us because you have anointed us to preach the gospel to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to set at liberty those who have been held captive, to open the prison doors to those who have been bound. God, you've called us to preach the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God. You have called us, God, as a people to give beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That's what you've called us to do. You've called us, God, to restore the past to dwell in. You've called us, God, to be stalwart believers. Lord God, like great oak trees, God, that will grow up in the righteousness of God. You have called us, God, as your people and anointed us, God, for this purpose. 
And Father, I believe, Lord, that when your intercessors and your people begin to take their rightful place and they begin to speak words of life, that you, Lord God, will open doors of opportunity all around them. And God, I believe it right now in the name of Jesus. And I just give you the praise, God. I give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. You know, I'm so thankful to the Lord. You know, I, we've been hearing testimonies of people when we've been praying for them. Um, I, I'm, I'm thankful to the Lord God. I, I uh, uh, got a call from uh, Carol Schur and, and home from the hospital and doing good. Uh, I got a call the other night, uh, other day, uh, from Sister Pat Grissom, who uh, was sharing with me, Pastor. She said, I just want you to know the Lord has touched me. And she said, I've been going around during the time of prayer. It was during one of our times of prayer. And she said, the Lord just touched her. And she said, ever since, she said, I've just been going around just praising God. And God has been moving and he's, and he's, and he's, and he's just, he's healed me, he just touched me. So I, I, we're just rejoicing in the Lord. So that's why we stand in the gap, folks. That's why we pray the way we pray. And that's what I'm going to ask you to do right now. This is, again, this is not just some uh, futile exercise. No, this is people standing in the gap for other people. And, and I praise God for it right now. So, Father, we come. And, Lord, these needs, God, that have been presented to us, and there's many, and, Lord, it seems like sometimes it's growing, but, Lord, we're not going to get weary in doing what's right because we know this is the time. God, I pray for Louise. God, I just ask you to continue to strengthen her, God, at home. God, I pray, Lord, just strength to come over her body. I pray, God, for Emmy right now. Lord, this little boy, Lord God, that is having seizure upon seizure upon seizure. God, and he's going to have, and the reason, God, is because they had to take him off of his medicine so that he could have this surgery. Father, I am believing, Lord, for a complete healing for his body. God, I'm standing, God, because I know that only you can move in this. And God, even when he, I know this, the surgery is risky. I know there's a lot of things, God, that mom has to, has to work through. But I do believe, God, that you have a way of working this and you will guide the doctors and all those involved, God, so that they can do the right thing for this little boy's life. Father, I pray right now, God, to continue to touch Virginia, Lord. I pray, God, raise her up, God. I'm asking you in the name of Jesus to move. I pray, God, that you'll just touch Sister Audrey. Lord, I'm asking you right now to move. I pray, God, for Sister Carol Martin, pastor's wife, retired pastor's wife, God. I pray, Lord, just continue to strengthen her for David Rosario. God, I pray right now. I pray, God, for Jason. God, I am believing for his salvation. I'm believing, God, for transformation in his life right now. Lord, I know, God, I know he'll re he's wrestling over this, but I believe, God, you can change him in Jesus' name. I pray, God, for Shepherd, Raise him up, God. I pray for Ruby right now. Heal, Lord, right now. God, for Tammy and Jeff. I pray, God, for Eva's friends. I pray, God, as we've said, God, for Tammy. Lord, the, the test she's going through, the things she's had to endure. God, I'm believing, God, that you're going to work, God, a miracle, Lord, in her behalf. Over her brother Jack, God, right now. I pray, God, for her mom, Lord, for Sister Walk right now. Lord, touch her, God. I pray that you will just move upon her life, God, and bring healing, God, to her in Jesus' name. I pray, God, Lord, and I want to thank you, Lord, for what you're doing with Sister Patty, God. And I believe, Lord, 
Lord, that you began a good work. You're going to finish and fulfill every part of it in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for Reba right now, for her family, her husband, for Matt, God. I pray, Lord, for Jenny. God, I'm asking you, God, for a divine intervention over this family right now. Lord, we pray, God, just move upon them. I pray for Ben, God, and his family right now. Lord, I ask you, God, that you just touch them. Father, in the name of Jesus, that you will speak, Lord, over their lives. God, for Carmen right now. God, we heard, God, that you've been moving in his life. God, we're believing, God, for a finished work for him right now. God, for Rhonda, Lord Miller. God, for her dad. God, I pray right now for Joe Jackson, God, that you'll move, Lord, upon her. God, move, Lord. Heal, God, we pray in Jesus' name. Moses and Sally, God, we pray, God, touch, Lord, in their behalf. God, we ask you, Lord, for Randy right now, for Marlene's friend. God, we pray, move, Lord God, on Ileana. God, I pray right now, Lord, this little one, Titus, God, we pray, move. God, bring comfort, God, we pray, to the Miracle family. Last night, God, Lord, we said goodbye to his mother, Lord. But I know, Lord, that you can comfort that family and strengthen them and help them. We pray for our missionaries, God. Oh, for Sarah and, and, and Jason, Lord, out in, and, and Lucas in Wyoming, God, on the reservation. God, we pray, God, for the Rossins in Germany right now. God, we pray for the Aniscats, God, our missionary evangelists, for Global Hope Ministry, God, that you will move, Lord, in behalf of these, oh God, who are on the front line doing this ministry to touch the world with the gospel. In the Middle East, God, in Europe, God, I pray, Lord, over Israel, God, for Jerusalem, God, right now. God, I pray for Sister Callie and Kathy, God. We pray, Lord, for you would move in their behalf, God, and touch them and strengthen them. And God, the work that's going to happen right here at Jubilee when they come in May, Lord, raising up women, Lord God, women of Zion, women, God, who are proclaiming the good news, who are praying and stand intercessors, praying, God. Oh, I pray God move. Lord, I thank you for this church, God, Jubilee Worship Center, a place of new beginnings. God, you brought us, God, to such a place for such a time as this. And for that, I give you the glory, give you the honor and the praise. Isn't God good? Amen. How good he is. Wow. It's hard to believe an hour goes by as quickly as it does sometimes. I tell you, I just, it's like time before we know it's already, it escapes us. But thank you tonight for joining with us. May God bless you. Again, if you're just looking for uh, more information about Jubilee, just go to jubileeworshipcenter.com. Find everything you need to know there. Thank you for joining with us tonight. Remember, Saturday prayer is on your own. That'll be day 20. And then Sunday, we're going to come together and we're going to have a great time and celebrating what God is doing. Looking forward to it on day 21. And then our prayer time Sunday night, 6 p.m. So we'll see you Sunday. God bless you. Have a great night.